Welcome to Bread of Life World Missions Radio Network Podcast for August 17th, 2022. I'm Tim Fogarty, recording here with Herbert Ospina in Chicago, Colombia, and we have with us today Michael Young in Panama. Today we'll be studying in the book of Genesis. Buenos dias, Herbert. <laughs> Panama. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, donde está los dos, you two, in Colombia today. Uh, pero muy pronto regresará a los estados uh, donde está muy, muy caliente. Más caliente que Colombia, very soon. You'll head back to Florida and uh, we'll be doing some work up there. And that's good to know. So... Idea. Yeah. <laughs> oh, perfecto, perfecto. Um, yo tuve un hombre el otro día, uh, Wilfredo um, Montenegro, que trabaja aquí. And Wilfredo, as we were talking the other day, he was telling me he ministers with our children and adults. That was all. He's pastoring a church in our coffee plantation. Uh, pero él me dijo el otro día que Dios tiene un bendición especial cuando un hombre trabaja con los niños. Uh, when Jesus called those little children to him, you know, we understand that. And he said, uh, such is the kingdom of God. And so he really he said, God just seems to pour out more of a blessing. Más de bendición cuando una persona trabaja con los niños. Uh, well, why don't we go ahead and start our podcast today? You know, we uh, are looking in this and uh, uh, chapter 24 of Genesis, 24 de Genesis. And uh, eso es un pasaje que me gusta muchas veces cuando Dios me revela de Revele las cosas que hace dentro y que significa eso por la iglesia. He was telling us that there's so much in here for the church. And as you stated it, you probably already found that to be true. Uh, you and Herbert uh, read it last night and studied it a little, I understand, or last week. Do a Herbert estudiar anoche a semana enfrente? So you found some things in it too. So I can't. Uh, uh, I'm excited to hear what you will say. Uh, in broad outline, we see in chapter 24 of Genesis uh, uh, that the first part is a bride for Isaac, and we're going to see how the father worked with that. And then we're going to see about how Rebecca is chosen. And uh, then we're going to see the introduction of uh, this man by the name of Laban, who's going to become a key figure later for Doron, and the marriage, of course, which is at the end of the chapter. Los cuatro cosas aquí encontramos de la escogida de Rebecca y la voluntad de la padre. Abraham, por su hijo Isaac, uh, tiene una esposa. ¿Qué, ¿Qué esposa quiere? Cuando una persona quiere una esposa por su hijo, uh, we all want good children, good wives for our son. 
Of course, the custom in our day is a son chooses his own wife. And los dias de eso, la padre tiene la responsabilidad por una esposa por su hijo. Y en el tiempo de Jesús es la misma. La padre tiene en parte principal. And we'll also look at how the father had a principal part in the time of Jesus. Era Abraham ya viejo y bien avanzado en años, y Jehová había bendecido a Abraham en todo. Y dijo Abraham a un criado suyo, el más viejo de su casa, que era el que gobernaba en todo lo que tenía, pon ahora tu mano debajo de mi muslo, y te juramentaré por Jehová, Dios de los cielos y Dios de la tierra, que no tomarás para mi hijo mujer de las hijas de los cananeos, entre los cuales yo habito, sino que irás a mi tierra y a mi parentela y tomarás mujer para mi hijo Isaac. El criado le respondió, quizá la mujer no querrá venir en pos de mí a esta tierra. ¿Volveré, pues, tu hijo a la tierra de donde saliste? Y Abraham le dijo, guárdate que no vuelvas a mi hijo allá. Jehová, Dios de los cielos, que me tomó de la casa de mi padre y de la tierra de mi parentela y me habló y me juró diciendo, a tu descendencia daré esta tierra. Él enviará su ángel delante de ti y tú traerás de allá mujer para mi hijo. Y si la mujer no quisiere venir en pos de ti, serás libre de este mi juramento. Solamente que no vuelvas allá a mi hijo. Entonces el criado puso su mano debajo del muslo de Abraham, su señor, y le juró sobre este negocio. Y el criado tomó diez camellos de los camellos de su señor y se fue tomando toda clase de regalos escogidos de su señor y puesto en camino, llegó a Mesopotamia, a la ciudad de Nacor e hizo arrodillar los camellos fuera de la ciudad junto a un pozo de agua a la hora de la tarde, la hora en que salen las doncellas por agua. Y dijo, oh Jehová, Dios de mi señor Abraham, dame, te ruego, el tener hoy buen encuentro y haz misericordia con mi señor Abraham. He aquí yo estoy junto a la fuente de agua y las hijas de los varones de esta ciudad salen por agua. Sea pues que la doncella a quien yo dijere, baja tu cántaro, te ruego para que yo beba, y ella respondiere, bebe, y también daré de beber a tus camellos, que sea esta la que tú has destinado para tu siervo Isaac. Y en esto conoceré que habrás hecho misericordia con mi Señor. Genesis chapter 24, verses 1 through 14. Now Abraham was old, well advanced in years, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham said to his servant, the oldest of his household, who had charge of all that he had, Put your hand under my thigh, that I may make you swear by the Lord, the Lord of heaven and God of earth, and that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I dwell but will go to my country and to my kindred 
and take a wife for my son Isaac. The servant said to him, Perhaps the woman may not be willing to follow me to this land. Must I then take your son back to the land from which you came? Abraham said to him, See it that you do not take my son back there. The Lord, the God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from the land of my kindred, and who spoke to me and to swore to me, to your offspring I will give this land. He will send his angel before you, and he shall take a wife and my son from there. But if the woman is not willing to follow you, then you will be free from this oath of mine. Only you must not take my son back there. So the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham, his master, and swore to him concerning this matter. Then the servant took ten of his master's camels and departed, taking all sorts of choice gifts from his master. And he arose and went to Mesopotamia, to the city of Nahor. He had made the camels kneel down outside the city by the well of the water at the time of evening, the time when women go out and draw water. And he said, O Lord, God of my master Abraham, please grant me success today and show steadfast love to my master Abraham. Behold, I am standing by the spring of water, and the daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. Let the young woman to whom I shall say, Please let down your jar that I may drink. And who shall drink, say, drink, and I will water from your camels. Let her be the one whom you have appointed for your servant Isaac. By this I shall know that you have showed steadfast love to my master. Okay. Okay, you're breaking up a little bit, and I couldn't hear so well. So uh, let's start with this guy, Abraham, now. Who exactly is Abraham? Necesita saber exactamente el hombre Abraham. Primero su nombre es Abram, verdad? First his name was Abram, and then it was changed to Abraham. And uh, the name Abram uh, means father of a multitude, right? Father of many. And since how many children did he have? When he was named that, <laughs> well, he didn't have any. He didn't have any. Finally, of course, we know that he. Wait, like yeah, uh, yeah. And first, he had the son Ishmael, and then he had uh, finally through his own uh, wife Sarah. Ishmael was the son of the concubine of Sarah, Hagar. And uh, then he had his own son, who was uh, named, of course, Isaac, as we saw up here, and then was asked to sacrifice him. But in chapter 17 of Genesis, we find that God changed this name. And Abram means a multitude, pero el nombre Abraham significa la padre de muchas naciones, many nations, the father of many nations. And uh, how does he fulfill that today? He fulfills it both physically and spiritually, of course, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, okay. Because he's considered the father of Christianity, so uh, uh, of Judaism and Christianity. The Muslims also claim him as uh, the firstborn in uh, theirs and uh, the founder of their religion. And so uh, he really is spiritually the father of many, many who people would believe. Um, and uh, also through his son Abraham and 
uh, Ishmael and the other sons that he had after Sarah died. Physically, he became the father, a father de mucho, mucho naciones, mucha gente. Uh, spiritualmente, pero es el más importante, porque en los cristianos y los judíos tiene mucho fieles, mucho creyentes uh, de la fe de Abraham. And he's called Abraham because of his faith and his relationship with God. Uh, now, Why are we saved? Por qué son nosotros tiene salvación en Jesucristo? Is it because of our good works? No, it's it's not. Are are we a different people, and that's why we're saved? No. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no. Somos igual de total otro people in naturaleza. <laughs> Sin Dios no es nada en nuestra. Uh, uh, so, ¿qué es la diferencia? Well, uh, the difference is that it goes back to our Father. Of course, Jesus is the one that we look, and he has a covenant with God, and then we are brought into that covenant, and therefore we're saved. Salvación a nosotros Empecé porque nuestro Padre Jesucristo tiene un pacto con Dios. Y cuando nosotros creen Jesucristo, llegamos parte de Jesucristo. We are actually part of him from that time on. And so we inherit what he has been giving. We become part of the pact. In Abraham, it's the same thing. It was a multitude of nations and so forth, because remember, he made a pact. El tiene un pacto con Dios igual. And we look at that back in chapter 16 and 17, when God uh, uh, said, I'll do whatever it takes to complete my promise. Cualquiera es necesario. Yo voy a hacer, dice Dios, a cumplir mi promesa. Okay. So we see that he's an important figure, and the, the Jews uh, today say, well, we believe in Father Abraham. In Jesus' day, los judíos son creyentes en el Señor Abraham. And por supuesto, eso es importante, porque he, él, tiene, él tiene el pacto de Dios. So we're seeing a pattern. Abraham is a type of Jesus in many ways. But here, as we see, Abraham era viejo. Well, 99 at that time. Or, no, he's older than that because Isaac's already been born. He's probably about 108 or so. Uh, old in years. And Abraham had been blessed in everything. And ese hombre quiere en bendición de Dios solamente necesita parte del pacto. Y siga Dios, just follow God, and he gives you the blessing. Remember, he says in Matthew 6.33 and Mateo 6, 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Busca primero la reina de Dios. Y después eso todo. You will have everything added to you when seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. <clears throat> La figura de Abraham in capítulo 24, 1. 
what was he representing? Who do you think? Who did you come up with that he's representing here? Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I don't see that there's any issue. It, it kind of jumps out at you, doesn't it? It's salt in front of nuestra cara que Abraham es un figura de Dios. Isaac is a figura de Jesucristo. También Rebecca es un figura de la iglesia. And so when you have those figures in mind, it helps to say, oh, well, okay, this is about the church being chosen and taken to be with Jesus one day. Esta es cuenta es de la iglesia que es escogido y traer a Jesucristo un día. So we see that Abraham, now where was Abraham when this was done? Donde vive Abraham? He was in the land of Canaan and he didn't own Canaan. He was a sojourner in Canaan. It would become, he had already received the promesa uh, que en futuro la tierra de Canaan uh, fue a llegar a ser su tierra. Pertenece a Abraham o la descendencia a Abraham. Pero ahora the Canaanites is filled with the Canaanites and the Hushites and the Hittites and so forth. And uh, Abraham is a sojourner in that area. Um, so he's very old, as it says, and he said to his servant uh, in verse 2, Dio a su siervo. Uh, okay, so la identificación de la primera, Abraham como Dios, Isaac es como Jesucristo. Quien then is a servant? Who is a servant, a type of? Did you come up with that? Sí, sí, okay. So, uh, no tiene nombre o solamente su siervo? Does he have a name, you think? You see, I, I think it's the Holy Spirit. Now, think about that. And you'll see. You'll see. Yeah. Okay. So, Abraham está en Canaan, which is a type of a promised land, uh, tierra de promesa, donde viva Abraham, uh, just like Dios es en el cielo, okay? Y su hijo Isaac, or God's son, Jesucristo, está en el cielo. Y, uh, en este tiempo en Canaan, this time in Canaan, Abraham says, okay, we're going to get you a wife, okay? And, uh, the, of course, it's already been laid. That's going to be part of it. So he's talking as if Abraham is in heaven. Abraham está en la cielo, con la hijo en cielo. A enviar the Holy Spirit. Because that's the job of the Holy Spirit, is to prepare the church, right? And to recruit the church. Yeah. Uh, there were three positions, uh, you remember, in Israel that uh, um, when the time of the judges, in el tiempo de los uh, jueces, in el libro de jueces, uh, there were three positions that the judge fulfilled, a prophet, priest, and king, rey, mm -hmm. profeta, y sacerdote. Uh, when Saul became king, Cuando Saul llegue a ser rey, they divided up those three offices. Hay a división. El rey es solo el rey, 
and no puede hacer la apreta. He couldn't make an offering. The king was only the king. He wasn't allowed to make the holy offering as the judges had done. And um, uh, so he couldn't be the priest and he couldn't be the prophet. Each one of those had a special position and they stayed in those positions, prophet, priest, and king. And that's what we see God has done as well. Dios hace lo mismo en nuestro tiempo. Tiene Espíritu Santo. Su obra es como la profeta. His job is like the prophet, isn't it? He announces to the world. And Jesus said, I will send my servant. I will send the Holy Spirit. And he will convict the world. Uh, and that's in uh, John, of course. He will convict. Jesus dice de la Espíritu Santo. Él hace la convicción del mundo of sin and uh, 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 their death and so forth. So that's the prophet's job is to let the world see, hey, this is the situation. La obra de la profeta todo tiempo is eso es que pasa, que tú necesitas hacer, cambiar su vida. He announces, he's a preacher, you know, he announces to them, bringing God's word, you need to repent. Viene a la casa de Dios, viene. And of course, Jesus has to be the priest because he offered his own body as a sacrifice to make the covenant. Hace la pacto, Jesucristo. So él es el sacerdote, and of course, the king, el rey, todo tiempo es Dios el padre. So Abraham is como Dios el padre, es en uh, cielo. E llama su Espíritu Santo. El más viejo de su casa. Well, he started there. Of course, he would be the oldest in the house. And the uh, overseer, the mayordomo uh, of all that he uh, possessed, of everything that he had. And he said, now, I'm going to give you a job. And so, just as the king is sending out first Jesus, his father sent out Jesus, and then the Holy Spirit, so also do we see that picture here. God is sending out the Holy Spirit, <clears throat> and he has to swear by himself, doesn't he, since he's really talking about God, that you won't take a daughter for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites. You won't take one of the people that are in this promised land right here as a daughter. It has to be somebody else, doesn't it? Where does he have to go to get that daughter? Donde necesita ir a recoger la hija? Well, he has to come to this world, is what I'm saying. Now, verse 4 says, Sino que eras a mi tierra y a mis parientes, e tomarás a mujer para mi hijo Isaac. But only can you go to the land of my fathers and take a wife from my son Isaac. So he's saying, in our language, you need to leave heaven, or the promised land, you need to go back to the earth, which is going to be the land where Abraham came from, because his pilgrimage was kind of like leaving this earth and going into heaven. And that whole thing from Ur, the Chaldean. Eso es como significa la viaje de Abraham de Ur, de Chaldeans, a la tierra de promesa. It's a walk, and he finally arrives, llega a ser la persona que vive en la tierra de promesa. Okay, pero he's going to take a wife from the ones that were back in that place where he came from, from the earth. 
Of course, that's true. That's where the Holy Spirit takes a wife, um, takes the uh, bride of Christ. And who is the bride of Christ? Quien es la, uh, la mujer de Cristo? Nosotros, entre nosotros. Okay, so the servant in verse 5, so uh, como Timoteo decía, uh, también es como la misión a las gentiles de los judíos. Um, Ahora es el tiempo de los uh, gentiles uh, llega parte de la reina de Dios. So uh, this bride is going to be made of all kinds of people, of course, from every nation and every part. We just are given one picture. La mujer, uh, esposa de Isaac, es una representación de mucha gente de en toda parte del mundo, ¿verdad? No es una persona como aquí. Pero aquí, por la más fácil, uh, tiene la foto de una persona solo en Rebecca. But she's really a picture of all people of all parts, Gentile, Jew, uh, Arab, Christian, well, wh whatever, Russian, African, whoever uh, is pictured in Rebecca, as we're going to see. Okay. Uh, now, there's also the thing that the Canaanites, remember, uh, if you go back to the ark when they came down and you had Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Shem, Ham, and Japheth son los tres hijos de Noé. A Ham uh, peca contra su padre. Ham sinned against his father. He saw him naked in his tent. And... Uh, God said, cursed be not Ham, but Canaan. And Canaan's children went out and uh, they formed uh, uh, the Canaanites, as we see here. This is one of the nations where Ham's uh, children came down. Um, and But Canaan was the only one that was cursed. I am maldición contra los Canaanites. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we're seeing that he's living now in the land of Cain, but God's saying that curse is still active as well. Uh, just aside to pensar de quien son los Canaanitas. Okay, and so um, uh, we find that later on, Rebecca, when she wants Jacob to get a wife, she says, I don't want him getting a wife from here. I don't want him from among the Canaanites. Uh, no quiere en esposa de los Canaanitas. And also we see throughout that, uh, uh, that they, they don't want a wife from that area. They want a wife from where they came from. So, uh, and then he's saying, what about if this woman doesn't want to follow me into the land? Uh, what, what should I do then? And we see here, does the wife have a right or the respected bride have a right to refuse? Ella puede rechazo. Yes, it said, well, read verse five. What if the wife doesn't want to follow me to this land? Uh, yeah, yeah. And he said, no, you, uh, she has a free will to do that. So does the church have free will? Well, of course we do. Or the people that are prospective Christians, uh, los prospectivos de los cristianos tiene derecho. A siga o no siga? No sé, tiene voluntad. Puede acepto a Jesucristo como Señor o rechazo. Eh, Dios dice, es su decisión. 
Yo estoy buscando, Espíritu Santo está buscando todo el tiempo la esposa para Jesucristo. Y, uh, so, por eso tiene derecho a rechazo. Well, we'll get on with this. So, we see that, uh, let's skip on down a little bit and uh, verse 10. Then the servant uh, took 10 camels <clears throat> from his Lord, Abraham, and uh, with all kinds of goodness, from Abraham in his hand, and he took them to Mesopotamia, the city of Nekor. Entonces el siervo tomó diez camelos de entre los camelos de su señor y partió con toda clase de bienes de su señor en su mano. Y se levantó y fue a Mesopotamia, a la ciudad de Nekor. Uh, what about those ten camels? Tim and uh, uh, Herbert. Los diez camelos, que significa? Why are there ten? Uh, ten tribes? Okay. Ten no. tribes. There were twelve tribes. Hay doce tribus, pero los diez. Okay. Los diez camelos significa los diez uh, tribus. Es una idea. Okay. And uh, el libro de Leviticus uh, uh, dice el número diez significa número que es santo. It's a holy number from the Lord. So this is indicating that it is holy. Now, uh, Herbert está correcto cuando dice es diez camelos because uh, we always have the twelve tribes, the doce tribus, pero en, en este tiempo hace una división, uh, dos y diez otros. So we had the ten spies, for example, that refused uh, uh, that said, don't go in the promised land. Los diez espías que dice, no vaya a la tierra de promesa when Israel was there and God said, go in. And uh, they did that on the ninth of Av, which is the month of, uh, um, well, coming up, it was, we just passed in the ninth of Av in uh, the calendar of the, <coughs> of Israel's calendar. And so uh, we also had the 10 tribes that split off and went north and so uh so we had that division of 10 and 2 and the 10 were faithful at one time israel was made of the 10 tribes and uh, judah was made of the two tribes but here i think the number 10 is simply saying that it's these are holy because this is a holy number and what are these goods in he took these ten things and they're filled with all kinds of good things. Los bienes. ¿Qué significa la bienes? Los bienes. La bienes del Señor en su mano. What kind of great things does the Lord send to us? Because that's what it's talking about. Yes. Bendiciones. Bendiciones. También los dones spiritual. Spiritual gifts. Mm -hmm. Spiritual gifts. The Lord gives everybody spiritual gifts, doesn't he? He distributes them. Uh, we saw that at Pentecost, in the Dia de Pentecost. Uh, Espíritu Santo da los dones espiritual. Una persona tiene la don de... Um, otra tiene la don de predicación. Other had the gift of healing, but he gave to each according to his decision and what they should have. Hoy día nosotros tenemos las mismas 
dones de la mano de Dios. And he gives those gifts to him, and we get to keep them. Even if we don't uh, follow the Lord, we stop following the Lord at some point, we still are blessed with those spiritual gifts. God doesn't take them away from us. They may be diminished because we don't use them, but God gives them to us. These great gifts that the God gives us to us. Okay. And uh, uh, so he's going to take all those things. And, of course, they're pictured as silver and gold. Uh, plata y oro en la historia aquí. Tiene mucho, muchísimos valor a la gente en este día. La siervo criado llegas afuera de la ciudad. And verse 11 tells us, and they were there by the pool of water, uh, the well. Pozo de Agua is really a well. And it was in the afternoon, the hour in which the women went out for water, okay? Um, when we think about the well of water, of course, it goes all through the Bible. We talked about in toda la parte de la Biblia. La figura de impulso de agua. And significa la agua de vida. And it's called from a well because Jesus was buried underground, of course. Jesus in tierra, bajo la tierra. And por su muerte, su resurrección, tiene la habilidad, tiene agua que viva. Okay, eso es, es por eso. So whenever you see that they have a pool of water and we see the job of the church, what's the job of the church? They're going to go down and dip the living water out and bring it to those who are thirsty. Isn't that a great analogy for the job of the church? La obra de la iglesia es da agua, agua de vida, la evangelico, la buena noticia de Jesucristo, a la persona que tiene sed. So everybody that has thirst, they can drink from the water from the well. Uh, Jesus told that woman uh, that he met in John chapter 4, you know, he said, give me something to drink. She was at the well all by herself. And he said, if you'd asked me, I'd give you new living water. And she wanted that living water right away. And that's what it's talking about here. He's saying, I'm going to go down here, and the symbolism is of living water. The symbolico es la pozo de evangelico, la buena noticia de Jesucristo en salvación. Okay, so the servant then begins to uh, pray, and he said, you give me success today. And you have mercy on my master, Abraham. And he makes this deal, doesn't he? He says in verse 13, Amen. Amen. Okay, so what he's saying is, Lord, I'm going to put out a kind of a fleece, isn't he? Yo pone un señal. Yo quiero saber si esto es la señorita, que es propio, correcto, que tú escogido. El pone si ella da a mí a tomar, también dice yo voy a dar sus camellos. Todo ella necesita. Eso es la persona escogido de Dios. All right, now, mm -hmm. do you know how much camels drink? Water. Lots and lots of water. 40 gallons, I think, or something like that. Uh, and so, uh, 
en mi mente yo pensar de Rebeca eh, tiene brazos músculos grandes porque los camelos toma mucho eh, ella todo el tiempo corre abajo and brought up about a gallon at a time or something maybe two gallons at a time but wow she had to run back and forth to give those camels something to drink and uh, sate the thirst of all of them uh, tomorrow so i think she was probably in pretty good shape she probably worked out at the gym a little bit anyway figured her with muscles like popeye from getting all that water so uh uh, verse 16, it says, La joven era muy hermosa, virgen, ningún hombre le había conocido. Bajo ella a la fuente, y no su cantero es subio. So, it gives the direction. What's the church to be without Jesus, before Jesus? Well, it's saying it's supposed to be virgin. Uh, mm -hmm. It's not... Uh, not given to any other god, you know, never worship, not worshiping any other god. Um, and that doesn't mean that he only takes people that are like this to become followers of his. He takes all kinds of people, as we know. Dios escogí gente de todo parte, de todo historia. Uh, criminales, uh, prostitutas, todo eso está en la uh, reina de Dios. Pero cuando ellas become Christians... They're considered to be virgins and to be his wife only. Solamente la esposa del rey Jesús. And they're supposed to be without spot or wink, wink, uh, wrinkle in the face of God. And that's what we're looking at here. That's the description of the church. La descripción. Muy hermoso. Virgen. Virgen. Porque Jesús hace la virginidad. <clears throat> okay. Y también... The job of the church is to go down, as we said, and to give water to all who are thirsty, the living water for all who will drink. And we see that she does just that. Uh, she gives them everything that they could drink and empties it out and then goes down and do that. So the servant immediately, we see in verse 21, he understands in silence that he's uh, given success to his trip. This is the one, okay? Yeah, and he say, ah, eso es la persona. And so he gives her what we said were spiritual gifts. Let's don't spiritual. Está en su mano. Él le dio a ella. Dice, anillo de oro. Que pesa half a ciclo. Uh, that, that's kind of a heavy uh, uh, ring, I think. And there's dos bracelets uh, that are ten uh, uh, ciclos de oro. And that's a weight, of course. Uh, that there, that's how the people did things. They did things by weight. Uh, and uh, one of them was a nose ring. And I thought, man, that's a lot of weight to carry on your nose. But whatever, you know, look to. <laughs> so he asked her where she belongs to and finds that she is the fam family of Abraham. Right? Mm -hmm. She is parte de la familia de Abraham. And later on, we're going to see uh, that in the life of Jacob, in la vida de Jacob, a... Uh, Tiene la hijas de her brother, su hermano, uh, se llama Laban. Okay. So uh, uh, he's saying, uh, we have plenty of places. Or she tells him, we have plenty of places for you to stay the night. Uh, lugar para hospedarse. E también paja. E 
Poraje, for the camels, uh, plenty for them to eat. And so the guy says, this is the one, doesn't he? I've arrived. I know who it is. You give me exact success on what I should do. Okay. So then it comes up to Rebecca, and she has to make a decision, doesn't she? So she runs to the house of her fathers, as we see, or her parents. And in La Casa, we find this character Laban. And we say Laban pays a major part in the character muy importante in La Biblia. And uh, who is Laban like? Who is this guy Laban like? What do you see from him? What does he do? It says in verse 30. What did he do in versículo 30? ¿Qué hace Laban? Uh, I, I kind of see Laban <laughs> from what do we know of him later on, too. He's a, uh, he's a, he, he's an antichrist. He's in it for himself. He wants oh. that. And look at what he says down here in verse 31. And he says, enter, blessed of the Lord, because why are you here? I have prepared the house and the place for the camels. Uh, Notice I that I have done all. He's trying to take credit uh, for the work that the church does. And uh, you can compare Laban más tarde nosotros hacen comparación entre this man and also Pharaoh of Egypt because he's going to wind up chasing Jacob as well to try to get back his goods. And uh, he's an antichrist figure. Es un figura de la anticristo este hombre Laban. Él quiere la la yeah la la oro y la plata y todo eso. Okay, mundo. and so his problem. Yeah, el mundo. El quiere el mundo, exactamente. Exactamente. And so he tells them his story, and uh, uh, again, we see that the bride uh, has an opportunity to go or not to go. She can go or she can stay. We're going to move on rather quickly now because our time is just about up. Uh, <clears throat> And so uh, he says, will you go immediately? He wants to go the next day. And uh, she agrees. El serviente dice, vamos immediately. So uh, here, what do we have? A type of rapture, really. Uh, he's taken away right away. Como nosotros vi en cuando la destrucción de Sodoma y Gomorrah. The angels say, you got to get out now. We want you to go rapidly, go quickly. This is the thing that's going to come to pass quickly. Va rapido de la casa en Sodoma y Gomorrah y también aquí. Necesita vaya inmediatamente, mañana es el tiempo. And if she won't go the next day, then he said, I'm not going to have, I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to have success with you unless you go right away. And so, decision to make. Can I go with this guy right away or not? And Rebecca, these I see, yo voy en seguida. And she goes with him right away, right? Now, yes. you think of this. Pensar en eso. La señorita nunca, nunca ve She's never seen Isaac. And now she's supposed to send, spend her life with him without ever seeing him. And eso es como la iglesia, ¿verdad? Nosotros vamos a 
gasta todo nuestra vida en eternidad con Jesucristo, pero nunca ve este hombre. <laughs> Solamente en nuestro corazón encontrado, pero nunca lo ve. We've never seen Jesus. We only know about him in his heart, but God, the Holy Spirit says, I want you to go with me and you follow me and you'll meet him by and by. You'll see him by and by. And uh, so that's what Rebecca is being offered. And Rebecca lo hace eso también. Okay, so uh, they come back to the land of promise and it seems like it's a trip right away in verse 61. 61, hey, llega. Montadas en los camelos, siguieron el hombre, el siervo, pues toma a Rebeca y partió. So, the Holy Spirit's job is done. La obra de la Espíritu Santo termina, porque él trae la esposa a Dios, la iglesia a Dios. The Holy Spirit's job has been to bring the church, find the ones who are willing to come, and bring her to the Son. So the Son will have a bride. Right? And uh, verse 63. 63 dice, Y por la tarde, Isaac salió a meditar al campo, y alzó los ojos y miró, y aquí viene unos camelos. And Rebecca alzó los ojos cuando vio a Isaac bajo de camelo. So you have the Jesus meeting his bride. And here, of course, it's described in terms that they would understand in those days, getting down off the camels and coming together. She asked, who is this? Who is this? And she covers herself. And that's pretty much the story. That's the end of it. The bride finally comes to Jesus. Nosotros llegamos al lado de Jesucristo. Wow. That's preciosa in mi opinión. Such a wonderful, wonderful story. Well, I think our time is just about done. Uh, Tim, you want to sum it up? Or Herbert, quiere hacer un sumario de todo eso? You know, the story is pretty interesting. I've been reading this story over and over in the Bible, and I really never thought of it more than just a love story. And, wow, we really brought this story to life and saw how God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit was all present. We see how the blessings of God was there, and, and uh, we see all the three figures of God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit present. Uh, we see the church present. There's so many uh, analogies to Jesus and, and what he is, can do for us and has done for us already. So it's a great, great story. It was great to hear um, the commentary, Michael. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Herbert. And uh, this is... Uh, concluding this episode uh, today of Genesis chapter 24. Uh, you've been listening on this broadcast, this podcast. Share it with your friends all around the world uh, of our podcast. The more listeners we have, the more people we can touch. Thank you so much for listening to the Bread of Life Radio Network. Thank you, and we'll see you next week. Thank you, and God bless you.